sounds good. Yeah. Because interesting, I'll tell you why it's, it's a good topic. Okay. Hey, I'm Obi, that's Ed, and we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. We are beginning our third season. We're very excited about it, heading into Memorial Day weekend. Ed, how are you? Doing great, Obi. A couple things. I didn't know there were seasons in podcasts. And the only way I knew there were seasons in podcasts is because on the last episode, you put in the description that it was the season finale. I didn't even I didn't even know it was a season finale, but that does mean that we are starting season three since we ended season two last episode. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I didn't know there were seasons in podcasts. Well, seasons, years, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we don't vacation it, right? Because whenever we have a vacation coming up, we, we work the podcast around it because we go every other week. It would probably be more noticeable if we uh, did a weekly as opposed to a bi-weekly podcast. But our fans love us, and they, they're keeping track, and they know we're going on season three now. They're very excited. I think for the last two weeks, they've probably waited with bated breath. Is that how it goes? Waiting with bated breath. Yes. To see, see what we're going to talk about. Because we didn't really leave it as a cliffhanger, I don't think, right? Like, no, no. There was no Dallas. This wasn't Dallas. No one was asking for the last two weeks who shot JR um, on our podcast, at least. But anyway, that's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking one other thing. Is I saw this, uh, you know, the TikToks. I don't, I don't do the TikTok, but I do Instagram. And what's great about Instagram is TikTok. And this is kind of funny because the cool TikToks from like two weeks ago or three weeks ago are on Instagram as reels today, right? So I'm like right. two and a half weeks behind in, uh, TikTok, I guess. As, as you should be, because you're old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't do the TikTok. But there was there, so there's this guy. He's a good-looking guy. Apparently, he doesn't have his shirt on, and he wears a beanie cap. And he, I think he makes fun of Gen Xers because he, he always asks provocative questions. And the provocative question that he asked the other day was all this talk. I think it's very apropos, especially as we kick off season three of drinking from the garden hose. Is I always see Gen Xers talking about drinking from the garden hose. You guys didn't have sinks to drink out of. Like, really? Like, this guy goes viral with a stupid-ass question like that. But well, I, he doesn't I, go viral. He actually goes viral because somebody answers it. Yes, that's the one I saw. Right, and the answer is, you freaking lazy millennials, we get our asses outside back in the day. You ever hear about it? We used to get sunburned. We weren't allowed back in for six hours, so you had to drink somewhere. You had to drink from the garden hose. You saw that one, too? I saw, I saw, uh, the response I saw wasn't, uh, didn't mention sunburn, but it, it basically was, we weren't allowed inside. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We don't even know what a goddamn toilet is. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're lucky the name of our show isn't shitting in the woods. Exactly. 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 See, we had a choice, Obi. See, <laughs> this, this. This was actually been a three-season cliffhanger. People always probably wondered why we did Drinking from the Gardenos. Nobody knew what the alternative was. That's right. That was right. We, we came down to two choices. You know, and it was, it was right after the pandemic. Toilet paper was hard to get, so we just you know, went with Drinking from the Gardenos. And we figured outhouses would probably date us, and we figured garden hoses. People still have garden hoses. Yeah. They just don't drink from them because apparently you can die. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're still alive. How are we still alive? That's I don't. Anyway, I digress. Mm. The rust and the iron was good for us, but nobody wants to talk about that. You know, 
there is one thing about drinking from a garden hose that should have clued me in when I was a young kid that I probably shouldn't drink from the garden hose is when I used to go camping, my grandfather, he had this really cool trick he would do in the campfire for the kids, for the grandkids. He would take a piece of, he would take a piece of like copper pipe, like a small piece of copper pipe, and then he would cut a piece of garden hose that was the same size as that garden pipe or that copper pipe. And he would put the copper pipe inside the garden hose, right? Right. And then he would throw that. And let's say it's two inches long. He would throw that in the fire, in the campfire, and it would make like a rainbow of colors. And like, we thought it was awesome. Looking back on it, the rainbow of colors must have come from all the chemicals that were in the hose. It's yeah. Well, I'm not going to go down the chemistry path, but just because something has bad chemicals in it doesn't mean that the water throwing through it is going to make you sick. And we we can go all over that. Well, and, I know. agree, but my point is, is that uh, I did drink out of that, and uh, I am still alive for season three of drinking from the garden hose. So be that as it may. But you know, now you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, they sell they actually sell like color changing flames. It's like a little packet. It probably has chemicals in it as well, but it's not a garden hose, and you can throw it in your fire. I love them; they're great. So you have them. You know oh, about, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. So it, it, we can't. You can't put them in the fire till the s'mores are done. But uh, as soon as the <laughs> s'mores are done, they go right in the fire. So that's the other thing. I think we were cooking s'mores over top of that garden hose and the copper pipe. <laughs> so that's. I, I mean, you know, it was a cooking, the, was okay. cooking with the garden hose. That's a different issue. <laughs> it was. It was the 70s. You could do that. It was no big deal, you know. Right, right. Grandpa knew best. All right, so you have those, you have the flame maker things, the color. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, you know what, so you know what I'm talking about. So this brings me to another point that I think my family has gotten ripped off for two amazing inventions that were dirt broke over. So I think my grandfather created the flame, the color flames. He obviously got no money for it and probably killed us all with, at some point with the chemicals. And I, yeah, you don't know this, Obi, but I invented the fanny pack. You made fun of me when I used the fanny pack. Now I want to hear about how you invented the fanny pack. Yeah, of course. I Well, the reason I make fun of people, what people don't understand, this is human psychology. The reason I make fun of fanny packs so viciously is because I'm pissed that I got screwed out of the royalty. So when I was a teen, when I was probably like 12 years old, I would ride my bike up to the IBM Country Club, which was, I mean, that just, it, it is what it sounds like. It's a country. There was indoor basketball courts, fitness center, there was a cafeteria there, there was an outdoor pool, tennis courts, golf course, baseball fields. I mean, this was, this was it, right? You could go to summer camp there. This was awesome. So I would ride my bike up there in the morning and I would stay all day and I'd ride my bike home. What I realized is, you know, you need to bring gear. If you're going to swim in the pool, you're taking notes. This is not good. But when you, when you, when you, when you're going to swim and do stuff, you need to change your clothes and stuff. So I needed a bag, but I was riding my bike. So I just, I had this duffel bag that was just bulky. I couldn't really carry the bulk, the duffel bag. And then I had my dad's old army belt, like a, a like a canvas belt. So I went to my grandmother and I said, look, could we take this, duffel bag and maybe cut it in half and then sew it up because it had these two handles on it she's like yeah we could do that so she did that she sewed it up for me so i had this now smaller like nylon duffel bag with two nylon 
handles that I took this army belt and I put through and I put it around my waist and I rode my bike with this damn thing up to the IBM country club across main highways. And people saw my ass riding up there every day and somebody stole my idea and made a fanny pack out of it. Well, by the way, it was a New York jets duffel bag that I cut in half for that. If it makes you feel any better, I invented Uber. Oh, I want to know how you invented Uber. I, I wrote it down. I came up with the idea. I literally had, wrote it down on a pad. And just because you were driving your kids all over the place, don't make you Uber. No, because otherwise, my parents invented Uber. <laughs> no, that's a carpool. I invented the idea. So you can call, get people to, as opposed to a taxi. It should be on your phone. And I and I will say, I've gone one step further, which is where I know Uber is heading. Is when the self-driving cars come then there's no people in there and the cars can not only pick you up, but also map out the best way to either pick somebody else up or just drop you off and get to the next person. Um, so you have this written down, Obi? Yeah. I wrote it down on a post-it note. Now I'm not, uh, I, I'm nobody saw it. Who could have stolen still, it? Do you still have the post-it note? Uh, no, I do not still have the post-it note. Ah. Uh. Obi, that would because we could put that in a museum or something. Like the guy who invented Uber and got zero dollars for it. <laughs> that would be awesome. We could auction that shit off. People would probably pay like millions of dollars for, to, Sother to Sotheby's, which would take all the money, and you'd still get nothing. That's right. For the authentic non-Uber, for the authentic Uber idea that didn't work, that didn't go, didn't go through. <laughs> You know what's hilarious about that? That I just told you I invented something and you did too. I have this aunt who apparently has invented everything that you see on TV sold by Hasbro. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's invented all the games. <laughs> just never got them to market and Hasbro did. And well, I, I shit you not, I shit you not, she invented this game. I, 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 this is hilarious. She invented this game, and I love her, by the way. She invented this game that when we go to, she, so she lives with my cousin. Like they, anyway, so when we go to my cousin's house for New Year's Eve, which we have, it's up in the Boston area. We we've done this before COVID. We did it for like fifteen straight years. When we would go up there, we would have to play this board game that she invented, but still hadn't gotten to market. So it's like with, I don't know hilarious but we had a tournament every new year's eve okay and it I know hasn't gotten to market I know that, yet or is I, it no, now it's, called it's never it's no it's never going to go to market um but the <laughs> point is she makes us play it every new year's eve and we go along with it hilarious oh it's a good game it's it's, it's auntie ams and meanwhile i just told that joke for about three three lists <laughs> but they're going to get a kick out of that one they're gonna love that one. They're gonna love that one. So, uh, so we we went in a completely different direction than I told you were, which was right. awesome. We're so, over here. We're supposed to be over there. Uh, what people know. don't know is we had a little. Normally we don't do this. Normally we just fly by the seat of our pants, as if you couldn't tell. But tonight I even said, "Obi, let's let's slow down. Let's figure out what we're talking about." And I completely went in a different direction. And by the way, I didn't even know I was gonna do. It. It's not like I set you up, Obi. I just. I know. I mean, you. You're like, wait, wait. We, you have no feedback uh, to discuss. I'm like, well, we we just. I know. The one guy got back to us about the Go Go's. We did that. I don't know if it's worth a whole topic. And uh, then you're like, what about you? Didn't come up with any topics. And go, I go, I have a topic. 
and I'm not going to mention that topic. It's a worthwhile topic. We'll get to it in another episode. Um, Maybe and, season four kickoff at the way yeah, we're going. When, when we reached the Deldrums in season three. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so so what we did talk about, though, because I found this out interesting, because we've been doing two seasons, as we've talked about already, and we've talked about music a bunch. And I was very shocked to see earlier this week when Tina Turner passed away, which, you know, it's amazing as a, as a, a full-blooded male. Um, I can't say I was a Tina Turner fan, but I can say this. Back in the 80s, she was talented. I mean, when she came on MTV, that was some good stuff. I mean, she, she was a performer. And then you find out later that she, in the 80s, but in the 80s, we found out, like, in the 60s, she did shit, which was crazy because in the 80s, the 60s were so far ago, right? Right. And now we're in 2023, and when somebody says 2003, I don't go, oh, my God, that was, like, ancient. Right? So just interesting how that works. But so Tina Turner passed away. I had a actually thought when it happened. It, it, it hit me a little bit. But you posted something on social media that just shocked me that that was your first concert, Obi, and we had never discussed that. So I just want to hear a little bit about that and talk a little bit about first concerts because I think those are – I got a story about first concerts and I just think it's it's um it's really eye opening for people when you talk about that. So yeah, this was a based on my memory, my and I double checked it. Uh, I think it was 1985. It was I believe uh, I believe that is the private dancer tour, but I remember has more to be just, has to be private dance. Yeah, I remember more succinctly uh, knowing about Tina Turner's uh, tour because she had just been in um, Thunderdome. <laughs> Mad Max, Mad which Max. is crazy. There's a lot of references to that on this social media these days. Because she thought, yes. So uh, we were up in upstate New York, and she was performing at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. I don't know if you ever went further north from home to get there, but that's where she was. It's an outdoor venue, and uh, I did enjoy Tina Turner. Obviously, my mother uh, loved Tina Turner, and my father and brother were there too. It wasn't just my mom. By the way, happy birthday, mom. Uh, I haven't wished her a happy birthday yet, and it's Ed's fault because I was planning on doing it after we did this, and Ed was extremely oh, late. Congratulations so, to Sam, though. Congratulations, I am, Sam. I am so sorry, Mrs. Spencer, that OB was taken away from your birthday. The better question we should have, Mrs. Spencer, is why was OB waiting until 8 o'clock at night to wish you a happy birthday when he could have done it I don't know, in the 17 hours leading up to that time. Because that's when I call my mother. Uh, that's okay. it. I mean, who am I to judge? I was just asking the question. Let's get back to the story. It's Ed's fault. Let's get back to the story. Everything's my fault. I'm a bully, and it's my fault. Yes. So we, we went to the Performing Arts Center, and the, the, the two things I remember most about it is somebody else came on stage, probably during Proud Mary, but for some reason, in my mind, the person who was on stage, and it probably wasn't, it was Saratoga Performing Arts Center, it was Mick Jagger. I don't believe it truly was Mick Jagger, but in my mind, it's always been it was Mick Jagger who joined her on stage. Well, listen, Obi, it could have happened. I doubt it, but it could have happened because I don't think he toured with her. But there is that iconic performance the two of them put together. I mean, when you think of Tina Turner... And if you know, if like as you get older, like we do, like there's a couple things that come to mind. One is Ike Turner, right? right. That's one. The second is that Mick Jagger performance, and the other is 
holy shit, she was in her 40s wearing those outfits? Yeah, those are the things that come to mind. And it is exactly because of that Mick Jagger performance that I thought it was Mick my whole life. But I have, I mean, I have no real reason to believe it was Mick. It was probably somebody else. But the crowd went crazy when this person came on. So maybe it was somebody of minor fame. I don't think it was Mick. But but here's the question. I, I My recollection, I should Google this, but my recollection is Mick and Tina did a Dancing in the Streets duet. Yeah, and, and my recollection not is a proud that, Mary duet. Which, by so, the way, she her her pipes on that song just killed it. Proud Mary is amazing by hey, Tina Turner. Hey Ed, it could have been Dancing in the Streets that he came on. Like <laughs> I'm a, I'm a young kid, 85, and I'm 11 years old. So you know, I just remember somebody coming on stage and him. And I know how memory works now that I'm older and I put together that it was Mick Jagger on Proud Mary. It was probably like uh, Tom David, Petty. Could have been, could have been, well, could have been yeah. David Bowie. You it never could, know. It could, could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. But, uh, and then we got lost when we were leaving the, the, the Performing Arts Center to get back to the car. We couldn't figure out where we had parked our car. And it just felt like walking miles and miles and miles over uh, rolling grass to find our car. Um, which I think probably we found much more easier again than my memory, but uh, that it was my first concert, which led to many, many, many more concerts, including some other ones at the the performance Saratoga Performing Arts Center, which is a, a nice outdoor venue. So I'm actually going to Saratoga this summer. I'm going to see Guns N' Roses play there uh, yeah, September 1st. So all right, I got and I got seats inside. I don't want to deal with that long crap, but. Um, I've never been there though. I've never been to a concert there. Believe it or not, I mean it's relatively close to where I grew up, but never made it there. So Obi, the reason I wanted to go with first concerts tonight because a, I was really surprised by your post about Tina Turner the other day, which again, I think is a great story. But but b, I had a staff meeting at work last week, and uh, my boss always does this. He always does an icebreaker at the beginning of staff meetings, like. So it's springtime. What are you most looking forward to this spring? And we go around the table and I'm most looking forward to the freaking flowers or whatever. Yelling and somebody's like, well, I'm well, I'm having a grandkid this spring. Like that that's what people brag about. Anyway, so I is my meeting and I'm like, you know what? I've never done the icebreaker, but we're gonna do an icebreaker. I wanna know. I had like 13 senior staff like around the table with me. I wanna know what these people's first concert was. Cause I think that can tell a lot about somebody like, what were you into back in the day? And you remember we had, and at this meeting I had like probably like 28 year old and 65 year old. Right. So it was oh, really damn. funny to, it's really funny to hear the differences. Right. And, uh, I, it was, it was one of the most fun parts of a meeting I've had at work in a long time because of two main reasons. One, our controller and if anybody knows a controller in life <laughs> i'm not talking about a controller c-o-n-t-r-o-l i'm talking about a controller c-o-m-p-t right so somebody deals with the money and make sure it all looks good on the pnl they're pretty straight laced when it came to his turn and this guy's probably he's definitely not probably he's a gen actor he chops his first concert was iced tea and body count Nice. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, damn, cop killer. 
<laughs> like I never saw that coming. So that was one that like blew my mind. And another was again accountants, right? Our CFO again, like, and I've always and my CFO gets annoyed when I say this because I always tell her, "Yeah, you're an accountant. You're no fun." And she gets like really annoyed, like not not even annoyed. I think she gets downright offended. So I stop saying it. But she says, she says in front of the CEOs in the room and there's other people. She says, "Oh, my first concert was Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they came out wearing only socks." Yes, yes, they did. And I said, and they weren't on their feet. <laughs> to which the 65-year-old, who is our HR director, gave a very nervous laugh. Well, wait a second. There's nothing to be offended there. Okay. So, so, so anyway, that's why I wanted to go first concerts, because I had that experience. We went around. There's some others that, like, you're... You weren't surprised about, and there's some of you were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe." There's a guy who like, hasn't taken off a tie dye shirt in six years, and he said his first concert was the Grateful Dead. And then there was a guy with hair down to his ass, a straight. There was definitely a Grateful Dead, and you know we're in Jersey, so there was definitely a Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah. Then there's the the younger group is always like, "You probably never heard of these people before," and then uh, they're right, I never heard of them before. Right. So it, it, it was, and then you always have the, it's really funny. You always have the people who you could tell are really embarrassed by who their first concert was because they always start off with like, oh, well, I don't go to a lot of concerts, but this was my first concert. And then they give you like, or I, I was, I was a kid. My parents took me, uh, Hanson. Hanson. Yeah. Nobody said that. Like, but, but, you know, like I had one, one person's like, oh, this is so funny. So after the Red Hot Chili Peppers went with the socks, right? Somebody else is like first concert. I swear to God, it was Belinda Carlisle, right? And and they're like, which is which has a tie in two ways here. One, it ties back to my Go Go's for the last two weeks. But the other, so I was like, that's awesome. That like they were embarrassed by it. I'm thinking to myself, two things, two things went through my head right away. And they said Belinda Carlisle embarrassed. First thing was Playboy. Second was Go Go's are awesome. So why are you embarrassed? But Belinda Carlisle was in Playboy, and this guy's come uh, like that's why you went, dude. Yeah. Because looking at his age, you went to that concert because she was on the Playboy tour. Right. Right. That's why. That's it. It's okay. No. So I knew that. Anyway, so that's why we went there. So my first concert, because I got to tell you this, because everyone's like, oh, I just got out of the whole thing. I went to the Kinks. So the Kinks were a '60s band as well, but I saw the Kinks not in the '60s. I saw them in the '80s. But here's the crazy thing about that concert. By the way, I think the Kinks are good. It was a good rock and roll show. It was great. Here's what I found crazy about that. Looking back on it now with teenagers, and Obi, I don't know, you might be a more lenient parent, or maybe not. I was 15 years old. I went to that concert with a buddy, and that was it. No parental supervision. The two of us went to the concert. We got dropped off. Out. We couldn't try. We were 15. We got dropped off outside. We went in all on our own, stayed the whole show. Came out all on her own, lived, got in a car, and went home. I I can't imagine if I were to let my fifteen year old kid go to a concert all by themselves. Uh I don't know. I can't. I can't attest to that. I know I went to my first solo concert, ACDC, about fifteen. Uh, I think I was. Uh, I think I was a freshman in high school, maybe a sophomore. My friend came and said, "We're going to go AC. Go see ACDC." You want to go? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. And he bought the tickets and it was just the two of us. And the same thing. Someone dropped us off. Someone picked us up. Um, 
And uh, I know my oldest, his first concert that he went to alone was Billy Joel, and we bought him tickets for high school graduation. All right, so that wasn't 15. No. So, so 15, I went 18. alone. 15, I went alone. 16, and 16, I went to another Kink show. The next year, they came around again. I guess we were such a great crowd in Poughkeepsie, New York. They had to come back for the 2,000 people over there. And then I, I distinctly remember as a 17-year-old, I drove an hour to Albany, New York to see Motley Crue. Again, with just a buddy. Drove my own car, or my actually my parents' car. I, I can't even imagine letting my kid take my car an hour away with their friend to a concert. But anyway, my parents did it. And then I went to New York City. I took a train to New York City to see Eric Clapton and Elton John play um, at Madison Square Garden with just three other friends. Just three, four teenagers under 18 going to Madison Square Garden. And I'm look, I just, I just can't believe. And I guess, I guess the reason I'm thinking I can't believe my parents let me go is when I going back to that 15 year old concert with the Kinks, there was this kid sitting behind me. I don't know how old he was, but he's like, yo, you want some pop? <laughs> and me and my buddy are like, no. He's like, why not? We're like, ah, that's not good for you. We, we're at, <laughs> I swear to God, this is what we said to him. That's not good for you. We're athletes. We don't do that stuff. He goes, what do you mean athletes? What do you do? We're like, we play baseball. He goes, oh shit, man. You'll hit 400. Take a hit of this. <laughs> Needless to say, I only played JV baseball. Never made varsity, so you can you can imagine what I did with that marijuana that night. I did not take that hit. I could have been freaking Mike Trout if I only listened to that kid. Would have, should have, could have. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, there's predators everywhere that want to give you a hit. Yeah, right. No, I, I, uh, you know, I only have one other concert question. Then we could probably wrap this up. Have you? We had a concert conversation earlier about concert. You have to go to. Uh, I oh shit! Soon. Yeah. Oh, it's really soon. It's like three weeks away. Ed Sheeran. Uh, yes, the plus minus equals times tour. Or whatever. Oh my god! And and Obi, 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 Obi. It seems so far away when I bought those tickets, and you know I was a little nervous about it. Right. But as it gets closer, I get more nervous about it, and I'll tell. I'm going to tell you why. Ed Sheeran was on Howard Stern, I don't know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. This guy's very talented, by the way. Very talented, great interview, whatever. Played his music. I, there's no doubt he's a talented musician. But he was basically bragging about that it's just him and his, him and his acoustic guitar on stage during his concert. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be at Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium with 60,000 people watching a guy with an acoustic guitar like how can i get jazzed up for that so i will tell you i have been to arena shows not not uh full um not full uh stadium shows where the band has done a set with just an acoustic guitar and it has been incredible okay yeah so i think it's going to be the type of show that hey, I'm going to have earplugs because I'm remember I'm taking five eighth grade girls with me and I'm sure there's a lot of other eighth grade girls in the yeah. in the crowd so I'm bringing earplugs just for the for the sanity. I think it's going to be the type of show you know versus the Metallica and Guns and Roses shows I'm going to go for myself later that right. I'm just going to sit there and I think appreciate good music as opposed to get like all into it and get excited and like. I, I, are you prepping yourself by uh, putting some Ed Sheeran on the uh, the old iPod? 
which I know no. you don't really use. No, no I, I think I want to be surprised. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, oh, you know, I so am not looking forward to the music, Obi. Like, so, I'm, I'm, like, the new Metallica album came out, so I'm, like, listening to that because I'm going to see them, and I know they're going to play. Like, just like most people do when they're going to go to con, like, I'm prepping myself. Ed Sheeran, I'm not prepping myself at all. Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I hope it doesn't suck. The charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, welcome to season three. See you next time on Drinking from the Garden Hose.